while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Just uploading the podcast for you guys. Because you deserve it. I know it's bad radio, but I was in the middle of doing it. And I just want to finish it before we get into this very intense conversation. There you go. Bam. It's that easy. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you get in the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. Um... So, so we have a Red Sox ticket giveaway tomorrow. You're going to need to download the app and start messaging us at 7 p.m. tomorrow after the show. Message us your favorite Red Sox memory. On the, download the app. Download the WBSM app. Message us during South Coast tonight your favorite Red Sox memory. We have four tickets to the game Saturday against the Baltimore Orioles. So, and that's brought to you by our great friends at Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard. The law firm of Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard. Um, you can you can go to the game tomorrow. Isn't that great? I mean, uh, Saturday. Isn't that great? Just message us your favorite Red Sox memory, and we'll pick the winner. Chris and I will pick the winner. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. We are and have been reacting to the unprecedented news that Donald Trump uh, is has been indicted uh, or will be indicted and arrested um, for business fraud crimes by the Manhattan District Attorney, uh, the office of Alvin Bragg, who's the Manhattan District Attorney. So 30 counts apparently 
related to business, some type of business fraud. He is going to be released, so we know these crimes aren't, aren't violent crimes, more likely than not. And we're hearing some out, uh, some, some, um, we're hearing some reaction to it here. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. We're going to take a break. Oh, no, wait. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Hey, Marcus. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm here. Marcus, uh, the Trump thing, you know, uh, I, I think the bigger problem he's going to have is with those votes he asked for down in, what was it, uh, Georgia, was it, or South Carolina? Remember, you see, can you find me, uh, you know, uh, almost 1,200 votes? Yeah, it was it was uh, twelve thousand, I think. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, twelve thousand yeah. votes. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a bigger problem. Okay. I oh, I 100 percent agree that and yeah. and the uh, classified documents thing and like well, I, classified documents. Uh, we got uh, Biden taking classified do- documents. Look, hey, too, so. hey, listen. Like I said, maybe every president should be. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I, again, Trump is is an unusual uh, person out of all of these guys. Yeah, and again, I think that's the bigger problem is that those votes that he asked for on on uh, on, on uh, the uh, telephone, but. I'd like to shift from Trump a bit, if it's okay with you. That's yeah, fine. Okay. I'd like to get back to the uh, Faye Haven firefighters uh, uh, override of Proposition 2.5. Sure. Can you tell me, wh- where is that at? Is it in process? What do they have to do? Uh, talk to me. They're going to set an election. I know there's some dispute. I think they were looking at, uh, they got to set, well, they got to set a town meeting. It's got to pass town meeting mm-hmm. and then it's got to go to the ballot. Um, I think there's some dispute over, you know, when the town meeting is going to be held and all of that. But I will tell you, I believe next Thursday, um, still need confirmation, but I was reached out. Um, they reached out to me next Thursday. I'm going to have two members of the Fairman Select Board uh, on to talk more about that. So we'll have more details on it then. I'm not entirely sure where it's at in terms of. I think they still need to set a special uh, 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 a date for the uh, special town meeting, and oh, then so the town meeting has to approve the override first. Is that what you're telling? Yeah, me? they have to approve the ballot question. That's that's going to be a tough haul, but yeah, I would still say to to the firefighters. They might be better off going for a safer grant and get their foot in the door, okay, show how much it's needed, okay, and then they might have more friends at town meeting. You know, maybe not this year, but next year. I know they're young guys, you know, young men, okay, and just like when I was a young guy, too, I couldn't wait. I got to get it done right away, right away, right away, and why not, you know? Yeah. But I think, like we talked about before, knowing the town and knowing the process and everything, uh, it's something that's going to take a lot of heavy lifting, and I think the town needs it. I think it really does. As an outsider, you know, I'm, looking in, but I have, I have a, uh, my heart is is in Fairhaven in many ways. Okay, um, the other thing too that came up is uh, you guys were talking about, uh, you know, uh, with the man among other things that came up too. But Atlas Tech uh, down in the center there, who who owns that now? Who's responsible? I, I'm not even sure who owns that. Does the anymore? town have responsibility for it no, now? I, they might. It's it's been like that forever. It's 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 like a EPA super fun site. Mm-hmm. It's got to get you know. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's very toxic over there. Yes, I I, I understand. Yeah. Well, again, this is though close to the to the center, okay? Yeah. And for me, it's right in okay, the center. It's right there. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's all the Rogers legacy, okay? Yeah. I think he wanted to put in the town a you know a a factory that the people could work at and make money and all that sort of stuff. And over time, it uh, you know. Uh, but what I'm saying is, when you talk about the firemen, and thank God it's never happened. You know, we talked about that building in the Cushion Avenue that was kind of ornate. Well, compared to the center of Fairhaven, that's nothing. And my question is, if you don't have a fire department that's capable of responding to these things, and if something, God forbid, would ever happen to the center. Because, again, walking down there, even for me, it's a special place as far as the buildings and the legacy that Henry Hilson Rogers left the town. Yeah. Uh, the Our Lady's Haven, I think, was once the Tabitha Inn. I, and I believe uh, Mark Twain, when he came to Fairhaven, spent some time there. Okay, I know in the past. I don't know if uh, Rogers Mansion was just dismantled because the family no longer wanted it, or there was a fire there. I'm not sure. You know, maybe uh, town tourism director Chris Richards might know better than me. Okay, I think he's still the town tourism person. Isn't as far he? as I know. Yeah. Yes. So, and I, from what I understand. Uh, when it wasn't upkept, uh, the uh, mansion parts of it went into certain homes. I don't know if it was purchased or given away a lot in, in, in the center. Okay. That's, that, that story sounds familiar to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, again, you've got a beautiful center there. It's a special place. You know, to me, yeah. how many towns have, uh, you know, buildings uh, given to them, small towns like Fairhaven, donated by one of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, captains of industry, right? Yeah. Related to uh, Standard Oil because uh, he sold out to Standard Oil and became on their board of directors, and that's, right. that's how he continued to make yeah. money, as far as I know, okay? So, again, I, I wouldn't cut the, the fire, you know, uh, department short. Because certainly, I, I think if there was, I've been, I hope it never happens. It's a beautiful place down there, uh, and uh, you, you know, you've got to have uh, a fire department that can handle all of this stuff. There's right? a lot of, you know, there's a lot of those old uh, historic homes too uh, in the uh, yes, yes, in yeah. the center of town and, that and you even, won't get back. Even the castle on the hill as well, the high school. Yeah, you know, you know, you need to have, you know, a department that if something were to happen, you could, you know. Uh, get there and stop it as quickly as you can. So I, I, as an outsider, I'm all in favor of seeing that happen. And of course, as we mentioned, the uh, uh, the uh, you know the help, mutual help agreements as well. You know, uh, you yeah, know. but mutual mutual aid is good, but it yeah. can't it can't be like it's too it is too integral to like their daily functions. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, it is. I, 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 I agree with you. I, I think, you know, what they're trying to do, expand the fire department, I think is a good thing. But I just think there should be sort of like uh, uh, the safer grant first, prove everybody how, how you know, useful it is to have these uh, gentlemen working. And uh, and then, you know, you, you might be able to, you know, get the uh, permission to have more men on. The other thing, though, going back to the Atlas TAC and, again, the talk with the mayor, they talked about in New Bedford the Mott Street lot which is, uh, you know, I guess uh, west of uh, Connell Dublier, okay? Uh, Dublier, as uh, the mayor pronounced it, which I think that's the correct pronunciation, but it was yeah. always Dublier down here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, I was wondering, uh, with the pollution there and the pollution at Atlas Tech, uh, like Sullivan's Ledge in New Bedford, or even the New Bedford High School, 
solar panels maybe in there as a use for that and have it guarded by an anchor fence with some uh you know shrubs so people wouldn't uh right. you know you know uh, go in there and there's another source of getting power and putting uh, the, both those lands to use you know just as a thought i i know with the mott street lot it's cl- so close to uh roosevelt junior high school uh, middle school now yeah uh, maybe uh, the power could be siphoned off of there to help provide power for the uh, junior high. Maybe. Is there enough space over there? Uh, it's pretty big. Uh, yeah. My brother, many years ago, and he's passed away now, played at the Mott Street lot because he played down the south end, uh, uh, you know, a little league there, you know, okay. youth association there. And it's a pretty big lot. You know, I think it's, you know, something that could at least put it to use in that way if you, you, know, if you can't use it for housing. And I wonder... Again, with Fairhaven, uh, you've got the windmills, which I don't know how much good they do you. I, as I said to you before in another phone call, I question because you haven't heard anybody come up to you and say, uh, boy, it's making so much money for us. But uh, possibly, again, like the Sullivan's Ledge thing or the uh, New Bedford High uh, solar panels, uh, maybe uh, you could do something there and power your uh, your town uh, buildings with that power, you know. I, I mean, maybe Eversource wouldn't like it, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. who cares about Eversource? They don't care about us in a way. That's a, that's a monopoly anyway, you know. And I, right. uh, they tear up our streets, and if you tell them to fix it, they'll fix it, but they'll go up a ton on your uh, on your electric, you know. So I, I just as some some thoughts about an area that I am not from, but I'm familiar with, and uh, it has a place in my in my uh, in my feelings. You know, uh, of course, yeah, it's a nice little town. Again, like uh, I meant to say, uh, Chris McCarthy, as New Bedford goes, so goes the uh, suburbs. Well, uh, yeah. vice versa too. I think as the suburbs go, there's an effect on New Bedford as well. You know, so yeah, I agree. Um, I, I haven't, you know, uh, that that Atlas Tank thing. I. I it's a good question, actually, for the select board members too, if they <laughs> if they have a minute. But um, yeah, it's it's you know the thing is the last time I saw a solar farm, it was in the uh, Wareham, and it was like massive. Yeah, you know? well, I, I know it can't be massive, but the Sullivan's Ledge thing isn't massive, but yeah. it, it helps, I'm sure, and it was a good use to something that was polluted as well. Right. And yeah. uh, again, New Bedford High School was built on a an electronic dump fork on El Dublier, I think, <laughs> yeah. okay? And uh, again, at the time, people didn't realize it. I think George Rogers was mayor at the time. And so using part of that land for solar panels, which I think uh, help power the high school, maybe uh, Keith as well. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's a bad, you know, uh, use of land that is unuseful in other ways, and, right. uh, if it could be worked out. The other thing I wanted to mention, the other other issues, uh, let's get back to something that's got nothing to do with me, and that's uh, the Bourne and Sagamore Bridge, okay? Sure. And the idea that we can't get to that until the year... Uh, maybe uh, 2033, 100 years since the thing was uh, uh, was built, okay? Again, it's political, and I know you have the ear of uh, Representative Keating, and I wouldn't want you to lose his ear. I think he's been good to you guys coming on and everything. I wouldn't want to make him an enemy. But, you know, all the Massachusetts delegation, if I was them, I'd be thinking about doing something about that and leaving, especially Representative Keating, since it's his district, some sort of legacy and not walking out the door and leaving that those two bridges the way well, they are well i think that again you know th- those projects always take a long time i don't think there's any way to i don't know if there's any way to speed up that 100 window years, 100 years since 1933 when it was done i mean i mean from 
I mean, from the time they say, hey, let's do something about it till the time they get the money and all that. That takes, well, a, that again, takes a while. Again, it's a democratic state. Right now, you've got a democratic It's president. in the budget. It's in the budget. Well, again, it's in the budget. But again, this thing about, well, we've got to go do this and that. and this, this, this. You know, I found with government on a smaller level, when government wants something done, it gets done. Okay, yeah. and, and, and you know you can use all these other things and everything, but if you want something, if they want it in government, then it should get done. And again, the cars that first went across the, and it's got nothing to do with me. I'm not going to go ac- across the, you know, into the, the Cape for the summer and party and stuff. I'm an old guy. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the more reason why uh, we should have some safe bridges, not bridges that were around when uh, cars with running boards went across the bridges. <laughs> that was, it is. It's, right. it's ridiculous. It's an anachronism. I uh, agree. You know, the, the two bridges. And again, if I were a representative from this delegation, whether I be uh, Representative Keating or the two senators we have that are more concerned about national issues than local issues, okay, Markey and uh, Warren, all right, I would want to leave a legacy. And they're not leaving a good legacy if they leave office, which they may leave office too before those bridges get fixed. Oh, actually, Elizabeth Warren just announced she's running. She's running for another term. So yeah, but again, uh, how long is it until uh, 2033? We're in 2031, uh, 20, I yeah, thought. Well, I, I thought it was 2033. Was talking well, about actually, I think, I think one of the requirements, you know, now that I think about it, I have to check. I think one of the requirements for, for the... Um, for, uh, you know, when, when Keating said they need more grant funding and all that, I think one of the requirements is moving the date up a little bit. Um, well, that, so that maybe it's a little bit later. And getting it done. Let's put it this way. Trump being the builder, if he was a Democrat and he first got in and did what he knew building, we would have been a lot better off. Okay. Yeah. And if we had a Democrat that was a builder and everything, you know, if you can build the, uh, after World War II, the, uh, the, the, the country's highway system, you know, come on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You know, I, well, no, I know. I mean, we're, you know, Dwight Eisenhower went over there, saw the Audubon, say, hey, what's going in the United States? And we did, you know. Right. So, uh, you we, know, don't, we, we don't have a leader like, like, uh, Dwight Eisenhower. We haven't had one for quite some time. Well, he was, he, he, he's known, I think he's known in history books as the silent hand. He didn't look like he was, uh, doing things, and, but he was, he, he could get things done. And I think part of that was his, uh, you know, holding together of the Allies well, during World War Two. Yeah, everything. it's a different country too. Um, unfortunately, well, I, I feel like during the era of World War Two, there was a lot of, I think, uh, more like communal notions. Oh, well, the greatest um, generation can do what we can't do. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> well, yeah, we're not the greatest generation. <laughs> yeah, then mine. I, I think the well, you know, I, I think we've I think we've veered very far from that. I think. During the era of World War II and the Great Depression, and all that, I think there was a lot more sense of community and maybe sacrifice. Very true, but we're still the grand, the children and grandchildren of those people. Yeah, and then you know we we shouldn't sell ourselves short. I <laughs> again, I think the bridges, and it has nothing well, to do with me. I'm here in New Bedford and whatever, but I think for the state, it would be a great thing because you know, uh, as I've mentioned, Cape Cod is our Disneyland. It's not you know Mickey Mouse and all that sort of stuff, but a lot of people go out there, spend a lot of money, and it would help the state a heck, a heck of a lot, all parts of the state, right. uh, to get people out there. You know, you just had that thing on. Uh, on radio to about people saying about uh, how much money the uh, the folk festival brought in here okay yeah and uh, that's a small that one. was a good that was a good interview yes it was yeah i enjoyed that one yeah. that was jim so, phillips so yeah. if the folk festival can bring that in here what is what does the cape bring in when the summer comes around and people want to get to the beaches and to the uh, you know to the nice parts of the cape and everything right. and, and and that might be a lot of outside money from the state too yeah. people coming from connecticut rhode island new york 
you know, uh, to spend the summer out here, you know. Yeah. And, uh, well, just some random thoughts on your program. I appreciate for, it. Uh, listening to them and everything. But uh, if you guys uh, are successful and get the town meeting to uh, uh, put a, a two and a half override on there, uh, that'll be a great cool, put it that way, because, again, Faven is a conservative town. But if that doesn't happen, I would try to get, if I were you guys, a safer grant in there and to demonstrate the town. As Chris McCarthy knows, because they, they went, went to his house and saved his life, as he says, okay? Yeah. Uh, how important it is to, to support the firemen in this. And Fayhaven has grown. I know there's not an AT&T. I listened to Chris the other night again talk about, yes, you don't have that, but you've got a Regal House from New Bedford over there, okay? Uh, and now we've got uh, another non-profit in their place, okay? Yeah. You've got uh, the potting veg from New Bedford over there, okay? And as I said to you before, that Veridon Plaza, uh, there's, uh, and that whole Walmart area has all been an area been developed, and the Basque, okay, that Chris used to bask in and talk about the money that was bringing into the town. And uh, there's been money brought into the town, and there's building in the town. And right. uh, therefore, there should be money around somewhere, you know, to uh, fund the fire department and make it uh, as uh, up-to-date as they can. Uh, let's see. There was a, one other point I was going to make, and I think I've lost it because I'm getting old. <laughs> we'll be here tomorrow. Well, again, I, I, I just listened to the mayor the other day, uh, and you guys were talking with the mayor, and sometimes, you, and I listened to the whole program, and sometimes you just got to listen rather than talk. You learn more when you listen than when you talk. Sometimes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go one mouth and two ears, so you should use the two ears to listen a lot more. All right, uh, Marcus, uh, best to you and Chris, and uh, good luck with uh, your um, override. I hope it, it works out. If I could go over to Fairhaven and vote for it, I would, but uh, I'm over here on the other side of the pond. I appreciate so, so we're it. We're all integrated, as, as, as Chris would say, I guess. I appreciate it. Thank okay, you very my much. Friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, so, actually, to the point, um, I do want to shift it local, uh, if you guys don't mind. Um, there is a story uh, by Tim um, by Tim Weisberg on WBSM.com uh, about Council President Linda Morad. She wrote a veto, a response to Mitchell's veto to her stunt to... So, Linda Morad's on a crusade to try to kill the Community Preservation Act, and we've talked about this. It's... Um, you know, the Community Preservation Act is something that every community opts into by a ballot referendum. And, uh, it is, um, you know, you, 1.5% surcharge on your taxes. So it's like 35 to 40 bucks for a lot of people. Um, like $6 a month. And they've, uh, you know, we've, they've gotten in the last, uh, since it's been acted the last six, seven years, $15 million in projects done. Um, Linda Morad randomly wants to kill it. Uh, I think, you know, we're not sure why. She says she's gotten phone calls. Uh, no other city councilor's gotten phone calls, but she's gotten phone calls on it. Um, so you can, you can, uh, you can draw whatever inference you want. I'm not saying that Linda Morad is lying about those phone calls because I can't verify that she's lying about the phone calls. No one can. Um, can't prove a negative, but there's one of two things happening. Linda Morad's getting a deluge of phone calls about a lot of phone calls, this flood of phone calls about the Community Preservation Act that literally nobody else is getting, that no other counselor is getting, and no other counselor's had any indication that they've heard any, that there's any sort of groundswell against the Community Preservation Act, that they're upset about the 1.5% surcharge on their taxes, the $40 in their tax bill. 
Or, that's one possibility. The other is, Linda's not getting those phone calls. And this issue is coming out of nowhere. And that you haven't heard any any resistance to the Community Preservation Act before Linda put it on the ballot because there was none. None worth mentioning. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So we were reacting to the Trump news, but now... Um, oh, and by the way, tomorrow... Chris and I are giving away four Red Sox tickets to the game that's Saturday, 4 p.m. at Fenway Park. You can join in. You can win the tickets by downloading the WBSM dot, uh, uh, the WBSM app, tuning into South Coast tonight. And between 7 and 9 p.m., you can message us your favorite Red Sox memory, whatever it is. Watching the game, playing, you know, watching the game. If you played at Fenway Park, well, that counts too. Watching the game on TV, watching the game at Fenway Park, going to New, you know, go watching the game at Fenway Stadium, just meeting a player, whatever memory you have related to the Red Sox, getting your first Red Sox fitted baseball cap, anything related to the Red Sox, and the winner will get four tickets to the game on Saturday, and they, they're digital, so they can be uh, they can be emailed. That's all thanks to our friends at the office, at the law offices of Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard. Of course, uh, New Bedford Mayor, um, former New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang. Uh, it's his uh, law practice. And we appreciate uh, Scott for doing, um, for uh, not only running, uh, you know, advertising with us, but uh, helping us with this uh, fantastic promotion to give somebody a chance to go to a Red Sox game on Saturday. So thanks to our friends at Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard, and our friend, Attorney and former New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang. 508 996 saying in the program. We are talking about Linda Morad's crusade against the CPA, her sudden and inexplicable crusade against the CPA. Although I don't know if it's inexplicable. I think there's some explanations, none of which are I want to save people on taxes um, because it's 40 bucks on taxes. You get more money in than you, uh, you get more money, you get more return on, you know, you get a great return on investment for the money that you spend every Virtually every town on the South Coast has Community Preservation Act. We have it here in Fairhaven. I actually sat on the Community Preservation Act board in Fairhaven. Um, in Dartmouth, uh, it's in Dartmouth. I believe it's in Mattapoisett. Um, Boston just joined it recently. I actually had Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll. Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll was uh, actually on to talk about um, – housing with Chris and me a couple weeks ago if you don't if you'll remember and uh she even spoke about because she was mayor of Salem for a long time a city that's doing fairly well and said that the community preservation act which they enacted around 2014 was integral to the housing development in Salem and it was really important um so um but I don't think mayor Kim Driscoll ever considered that Linda Morad got some phone calls of people that were upset about the surcharge. Nobody else did, but Linda Morad did. Have you ever considered that one out of eleven city councilors got a phone call or a few phone calls on the on the uh, on the Community Preservation Act that they were upset about it? Have you ever thought about that, Lieutenant Governor Driscoll? I didn't ask her that because that would have been ridiculous, right? Why would I ask her that? And I mean, shame honestly, shame on the shame on the councilors that voted with her uh, because. Because, um, because it's entirely based on just her whimsy. You don't, no other counselors admitted to getting phone calls on this, right? 
No other counselors uh, said that they've gotten phone calls. Some have explicitly said that they haven't gotten phone calls on uh, about the Community Preservation Act. But she said she did. And that was good enough to throw that on a ballot. Like I said, you got a chance. They, they, they've got a chance to. They've got a shot at redemption here um, for what was an inexplicable and terrible vote. Um, and you hope that they take the opportunity to, to correct it. Um, I think especially given all the good that the Community Preservation Act does and just the little to no resistance for it. And, you know, she says in her letter, well, there's no groundswell for the Community Preservation Act. Well, it was, you know, there was a campaign for it, though. Um, you know, they went door to door and they asked people. Uh, they went door to door. They canvassed. They asked people. They asked people to vote for it. There was an education campaign. I know people that went door to door, knocked door to uh, that went door to door, that knocked doors to canvas to ask voters if they want to enact the, to to enact the Community Preservation Act. So she said, "Oh, there was no public discourse then. There absolutely was. There was a people went door to door to canvas for this. Former elected officials did it. Former city councilors did. I just talked to one. Former city councilor went door to door for the Community Preservation Act." And there has been no indication from anybody that this has been a problem. But now she's saying, well, we've got to let the voters decide. Well, here's the problem. When you're in a position of power and you intentionally mislead people on something and then you put it on the ballot, there is no legitimate public discourse there to say, oh, we think, you know, how, why does this mayor think they know more than the voters? Well, here's the thing. The mayor does know more than the voters. And you, so do, the city councilors are supposed to know more than the voters. My, our elected officials know more than us, right? Bill Strauss, my state rep, he knows more than me about what goes on at the state house. He knows more than me about the state budget. Mark Montigny, my senator, our senator, knows more than me about what goes on at the state house, about the state budget, about state programs. Because we elect them to do that. Because we elect them to do that. So this, why do they think they know more than the people they do, and you're supposed to, frankly. And there has been, and sure, you have to respond to your constituents, but there has been no groundswell against the Community Preservation Act. There have been no deluge of phone calls or correspondence to the city council about this. We know that because other city councilors have said they haven't gotten it. Only one counselor. And you can take, you know, take her word for it that she's the only one that's gotten a deluge of phone calls about the Community Preservation Act. Or you can't, or you don't, you know. But I think you have to consider with her saying that, that she has on several occasions intentionally misled people on it. She has said that New Bedford doesn't get as much money or towns, cities and towns for, uh, don't get as much uh, state matching funds from the Community Preservation Act since more towns have opted in. That's not true. In fact, New Bedford's seen double the state match since they've opted in. It was a 20% state match back in like 2014 or 2015, the first year they, they did the Community Preservation Act. It's now 40%. It's now 40%. Double. And she also knows that there's other leveraged funds 
in that equation. She told Brad Markey. Brad Markey said, well, my tax bill was only 40 bucks." She said, go check, go check your tax bill again. Well, we did the math from the assessor's office. Guess what? Average is about $36 from the median household income. Again, misleading the public. Things that are demonstrably false, she's saying about the Community Preservation Act. Things that are demonstrably and verifiably false. So this whole let's let the people decide can't be taken seriously when you have somebody who is either deliberately misleading the public on it or doesn't know anything about the thing that they're campaigning against. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break. We'll be right back. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM. Hi, I'm News Correspondent Bob Woodruff. In 2006, a roadside bomb struck the armored vehicle I was riding in while reporting from Iraq. I sustained a life-threatening traumatic brain injury. The military term, got your six, means I have your back. And that day, our service members had mine. During my recovery, I learned firsthand the challenges facing our service members who return home with injuries. While serving, their fellow service members always had their six. Now that they're home, it is our turn. We started the Bob Woodruff Foundation to make sure that the camaraderie and support they relied on in the military carries on. And we need you. Please join us as part of the Got Your Six initiative and help us be there for impacted veteran service members and their families. They've had our backs. It's time we have theirs. Learn more at gotyoursix.org. That's gotyoursix.org. Using the number six. Pollution from trucks is a public health crisis. Diesel burning trucks belch dangerous levels of pollution. And communities living near ports and along freight corridors breathe especially high levels of this dirty air. But this crisis has a solution. My name is Sasan Sadat and I work for Earth Justice. I'm working to clean up our air quality, particularly for communities that bear the burden of diesel pollution. For the sake of our lungs, our health, and our climate, the future of trucking in this country has got to be zero emissions. Until then, I will never rest. Earth Justice is a national legal nonprofit defending the environment and people's health. Earth Justice is fighting to save lives, protect our climate, and strengthen our economy through the shift to zero emissions. If clean air matters to you, visit us at earthjustice.org. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. Have your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. Call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. Welcome back. We're just responding to Linda Morad's letter to Mayor John Mitchell in which she gets angry that he responded so fervently against her randomly her randomly pay, placed ballot question that would divest tens of millions of dollars from New Bedford's um, public in, uh, infrastructure investment over the next few decades. Um, tens of millions of dollars. They've $15.2 million in projects so far have been completed under the Community Preservation Act. $15.2 million in projects have been completed. Um, so uh, I guess Council President Moore didn't like that. Or she got a lot of phone calls. Maybe she got so many phone calls that nobody else got that she had to put it forward in the ballot. But 
What I will say is she says, oh, well, there was low voter turnout when it passed, and it barely passed 41 to 49%. Well, an 8% victory in, she knows this because she's in elected politics, is fairly decisive, right? An 8% victory is decisive. It is a decisive victory. And saying, well, there was such low voter turnout, it's the same voter turnout that elected you. And in fact, the voter turnout that year was higher than the last election you had that sent you to office. So the people that show up to vote, talking about low voter turnout, the people that show up to vote are the ones that show up to vote. You can't say, well, you know, because of low voter turnout, this and that. No, that's we <laughs> we decided a long time ago we, we were going to be governed by the elections process and the people that showed up to vote were the ones that decided how things were going to go. But, you know, I want to get to the part where she starts talking about under this administration, acting like she hasn't been on the city council and been city council president like, what, four or five times during this time, uh, during this, during this time span. Uh, during this administration, um, the budgets increased 61% as if budgets have increased Everywhere throughout the Commonwealth and even even throughout the country, budgets have increased. Of course, budgets have increased. Um, they've increased 61% under this administration, right? So I, I think resulting in the corresponding uh, increase in the annual CPA charge, the dramatic increase in property tax coupled with the increasing water and sewer rates in New Bedford, also her fault. Um, water and sewer rates in New Bedford and the overall increases in inflation affecting the basic cost of living has resulted in our residents looking for relief and raising concerns about the CPA assessment. Again, no one's really said that. And actually, here's the thing. We know that there's been a lot of public discourse here in WBSM and we know public discourse here translates to public discourse in elected in in town halls and city halls across the south coast you know for example when we talked about morad's fifty thousand dollar pay raises we talked about them that had an impact there were a lot of people at that city council meeting there were people that called in non-stop for weeks raising concerns about the community preservation people that never called before voices i've never heard before Voices that I haven't heard since because they were concerned about this one thing. And they all showed up. They flooded the city council meeting. And Morad was forced to reduce her $50,000 pay raises back. They scaled them back to about like $20,000, right? So if there were a groundswell, if there were a lot of people truly that didn't like this particular law, we would be hearing about it here on the air and we're not we're not we haven't yet we haven't heard a single person (laughs) say i'm against this thing because it's a no-brainer because it's a no-brainer it's a 1.5 percent surcharge on the taxes and to blame mayor mitchell for the budget increases when every budget in every town and every in every state and every country has increased their budgets over the last 10 years is totally disingenuous and i think is speaks to the true root of her frustration here, which is she doesn't like Mayor Mitchell. She doesn't like Mayor Mitchell. And she's finding ways to 
let's reduce the two let's reduce his term in office let's um try to you know build momentum to try to kill a signature achievement of his administration by that by the way is going not really well not just really well here it's going really well in every community that's enacted the cpa in new bedford it's gone great in fairhaven i've sat on the cpa in fairhaven it's gone really well good and necessary projects and she's she's leading you to believe that one a lot of people are speaking out against it even though again 30 something dollars in your tax 30 something 30 something dollars in your uh 30 something dollars in your tax bill you have the council brad markey say that right council brad markey said oh, it's only like 30 40 bucks in my tax bill should take check your tax bill again but we still haven't heard a groundswell of people against it and we would have we would have heard that here 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. We're going to take a break. I'll be right back. <clears throat> Welcome back. One more call. Good evening. Hi. How are you tonight? Good. Good. I I just had to call in. I, I was cracking up um, listening to your last caller and talking about how the Demo- this is going to be the Democrats' uh, nail in the coffin when it's the Republicans that have been losing one election after another. Trump is finally going to be made to be, uh, you know, responsible for his actions. And I think, though, um, at first glance, we might think that this particular indictment is not the most important one. You listed the other two things that are going on. Um, but I think from what I'm hearing, it's a lot more to this story than, um, like you said, than what we know. Right. And... Um, it just it just boggles the mind how people can keep coming to his rescue and defending him. Uh, you know, I mean, he's yeah. getting he's you know this is he's brought this on himself. I agree. I mean, he's not a defensible person at all. Um, no, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think you know, it's I think you know, wealthy and powerful people that do unscrupulous things should be held to the same standard and be accountable for their actions for sure. I just, you know, there might be some other considerations to take, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what the, you know, there might be things in that come out in this indictment that were like, oh my God, I didn't know that, you know. Yeah, they've already said there's a second payment that they just, they found out. So, yeah. uh, I mean, he's been judged by the, his peers. There was a, like you said, there was, you know, a jury that sat there and listened to all the evidence and they clearly said he needs to be indicted. Yeah. So it's not, it's not bragged that's that's indicting him it's his his peers that are indicting him and i think we need to all just sit back and just wait and see what comes out i agree um you know, we'll know more next week when he's uh when he's arrested and those charges come down i'm sure we'll uh we'll have quick and easy access to that document there's 30 counts so that's quite a bit mm-hmm. there'd have to be i think more than one incident <laughs> In that, yeah, uh, in that's that, right. Like, like I said, there's more to this particular story than meets the eye. So, I appreciate the call. The satellite's kicking in, so I gotta go. But I appreciate Have the call. Night. You as well. Thank you. All right, stay.